0: Thank you and enjoy today's message.
1: Hi everybody, it's good to see you all, hope you're all well and getting ready for Christmas and not getting too stressed. Um, We played that again, the um, Our House uh, promotional video, because we haven't done it for a while and a few people in last week for the first time, and sadly they're not in tonight, but it, we, we thought it might be nice just to play what is very simply the ethos of this house. Um, and before I sort of get cracking with what we're talking about tonight, um, a little while ago I had quite a, a revelation. I, I, I tend to find that when I'm in the shower, I hit, or, or running water is something, that I find that when I hear running water, I always seem to connect with something beyond me. It's quite, quite interesting, and I just had this little moment where I had this sort of thought about when the Bible talks about Jesus being the door, and uh, what occurred to me was when, when somebody comes to my door and they knock on the door, um, and I open it, and I see who it is, I don't then stand and have a conversation about my front door. We don't stand there saying, isn't this nice, you know, is, is it wood, or is it polyurethane, is it, you know, double glazed, or whatever, you use the door as a, a facilitator of uh, fellowship. Is that a, probably a good word? So the door is only to an entry point to what is going to go on inside uh, the house. And uh, often what, what church and religion has come is they've spent a lot of time regularly talking about the door, which is always good to use the door as as an entry point, but we don't have to stand and talk about, quote, the door. What we talk about is what wonders can be found within the house and beyond the door. And, And I just hope that helps you a little bit tonight when you understand what we are about here at Q. We believe that everybody is already in the house in that sense. They've come through the door because Jesus was the door and ultimately, we want to just explain and help people understand what that means and what is available inside the house. Now, don't you think that's great? And, and I hope you're getting that when you come here, because every week we seek to inspire you what it is to be someone who is loved by God, and uh, however you understand that word, because that's an interesting one. We could spend a whole week talking about that. Um, what it means to enjoy that uh, wonderful connection between uh, what is transcendent transcendent and what is earthly. You can have an experience of the two coming together. So I hope that just helps a little bit. Now, we're in the Advent period and it's funny that, uh, you know, up to Christmas this period is called the Advent. Now, Danny mentioned the other day that Advent is the start of the word adventure. I like that um, because... You could say that this was the, the, the start of a waiting of something, of, of what was expected and the waiting for, for the arrival. Now, in Christmas tradition, all it means is coming. And it's the, the period of waiting um, for Jesus to be born into the world. But it's also the acknowledgement of new beginnings and birthings of light into dark experiences and, and situations. And we feel that this Excuse me. Follows nicely with um, what we've been talking about. And like Danny said in the int- introduction, uh, make, taking that first step uh, of those changes in our lives that we feel are, are necessary. And uh, we heard last week that sometimes it's often adversity that pushes you, us towards um, change Uh, And often, love should be the thing that does it, and yet it seems more often than not that it's adversity that does that. Now, um, I was inspired by a quote this week. I I read a lot of Richard Rower. He's a a, a Franciscan uh, priest, and uh, therefore he's come, come from a totally different tradition than me, but he says some wonderful things. And this is what I read. It said, Christianity is a lifestyle. A way of being in the world that is simple, non-violent, shared and loving. But we made it into a religion and avoided the lifestyle change itself. One could be warlike, greedy, racist, selfish and vain in most of Christian history and still believe that Jesus was one's saviour. And this was the line that stuck out to me. The world has no time for such silliness anymore. The suffering of the earth is too great. Now, at this time, we're often thinking how we can do things to change, not only ourselves, but how those changes affect the world in, in which we live. And so we were talking about these things. Then I had a chat with Kelly, and uh, she was talking about how she'd been questioning her values and the things that, um, that she believed in and whether what she was doing was supporting the belief she holes. And uh, what was interesting, what came up was the fact that um, she's gone back to terry nappies with a new baby. Now, 36 years ago, when our Joel was born, you didn't have a choice. You just had your terry nappies and you had a bucket in your bath. And uh, see, the ones that are laughing know what I'm talking about. And you used to have to soak these horribly stained nappies in a bucket of sand, which was horrible, wasn't it? And you'd you'd, you'd fill up and fill up and fill up until you just could do nothing else but get them in the wash. Then you'd have to do a boil wash because otherwise it just wouldn't clean them. Then, of course, you'd hang them all out and it was pretty nice if you got a nice uh, warm day to clean them up. Now, the reason why I mention that is because, you see, for her to step up, She's had to, in essence, in essence, go backwards. And rather than take something that's convenient and helpful, you yes, you know, disposable nappies are awesome, very convenient, but guess what? They're not disposable. Like, see, that's the joke. They're disposable nappies, but they don't uh, decompose and they go into landfill, etc. and there's a big ooh-ha about that. Now, I'm not wanting to get political, but you see, for Kelly... She stepped up because she stepped back and realised she could do something to change things. Now, I don't know what it means for you to step up and what first step you might need to make. But what I know for sure is that the church doesn't go around telling everybody to do the same thing. There is a spirit of love that comes into one's heart that actually is speaking to us all the time and it's telling us different things. It is challenges in in, in areas where we as individuals uh, need to change. Now, what was interesting the other week, it was Thanksgiving in the United States and uh, the day after Thanksgiving was what was called Black Friday. And what you get is that people frantically queue in and pushing forward and doing all sorts of crazy things to buy things um, and acquire items that the day before, they were actually thankful for just what they had. Now, come on, can you see how that is, is, is what I think what Richard Rohr is talking about? If we're going to say we are followers of Christ in the true uh, term of Christianity, it demands something Uh, that is different than just a belief in the next world or what have you. It affects us now. So um, we can all be tempted to uh, operate in these ways. And these are the ways where we challenge uh, to change. So um, we often get ourselves into messes uh, because we're so desperately looking for love rather than seeking within to find all those barriers that we've built up against it. And when I live in such a way to protect, acquire and live for myself, I think I'm quenching a thirst. But what I'm actually doing is just building up barriers to what can actually quench my thirst. And so maybe it's in our attempts to step up. Uh, Sometimes it looks more like stepping down. And I don't know, this Christmas, there may be opportunities for you guys with your families where you might have to step up by stepping down. You might not have to have that quarrel or that unfortunate argument which often happens but that will be you stepping up to what love is requiring of you. So what is interesting is that we're going to use tonight, uh, last week we, we mentioned Victor Frankl who said if you have a why you can bear almost any how and uh, Everybody, well, I think most people have, will have heard of the, um, the, the wonderful recovery uh, system that's in place called Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, the how is very much spoken about in this, and we're going we're to touch a little bit on this tonight, and I don't want anybody to say, but hang on a minute, this is ridiculous, you know, I'm not an alcoholic, but you see, Bill Wilson, one of the co-founders of AA, he recognised that he had a thirst that he could not quench by any amount of alcohol that he he took. And he drank to try and make things better. Now, we all have thirsts, and yours might be for approval. Yours might be for affirmation. Yours might be be for perfectionism, or the need to be right. Um, These are just a few things, and we all have our chosen remedies to try and quench those thirsts. But you see, Bill Wilson had to admit that he was powerless over his problem. And this is the first step of the AA problem. He was powerless over his problem and he had to surrender to a higher power and that power could restore him to sanity. And I think when we look out into the world, we can see a lot of insanity and we don't want to be playing that game. So one had to surrender to win the war, but it was stepping down uh, in order to, step up because surrendering feels like a a giving up but actually it's a giving in and it's very different. I hope you're going to sort of be, be moved by this tonight so that that love, that spirit that we believe is constantly hovering will hover over you and just show you what you might need to do to give in. So we remember this time of year, Mary, who surrendered herself to birth, the Holy Child, Her first step was to respond to the be it unto me and she was willing to remove all that stood in the way of love being revealed through her. So each of us find ourselves at the bottom of what seems like a very steep staircase between where we are and where we would like to be but don't let the staircase overwhelm you, just focus on the first step one step at a time. And also don't be tempted to make comparisons about where you feel you should be on the staircase because this is your journey. The first important step is into the how is to become aware of what surrounds you and what is required of you. Listening to what the voice of love is saying within and as the Spirit of God still hovers over us to turn our tragedies into triumphs, our chaos into calm, our darkness into light, We make a start with a new beginning, with a clean slate, ready to write a new chapter of our lives.
2: My hope tonight is that we can help you find that um, first step of where you are now. You've probably been many first steps in your life up to this point, but where's the first step from here? There's a... um, there's a poem in, in the Bible, in the book called the Psalms, which is predominantly poetic in the way that it writes. But this particular portion of this particular psalm has, has been very significant in my life for a long time. I find it very challenging and very inspiring. And here's what it says. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. And by that, I don't mean going to Rome, Mecca... Jerusalem, or the healing waters of wherever it is that you go, but who set their hearts on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, now that word Baca has got nothing to do with tobacco, it doesn't mean the end of smoking, the valley of Baca simply means in that language the valley of tears, the valley of sorrow, as they pass through the valley of sorrow, the valley of tears, the valley of difficulty, they make it change they make it a place of springs so that the autumn rains also cover it with pools and this is the thing they go from strength to strength that steps from strength to strength till each appears before god in Zion see success is not a destination success is the direction and while ever you think success is a destination, you will never actually achieve the success that you're looking for, because that destination you will never reach. Because when you think you've reached the destination of the ideal that you feel will be the solution to your life, you'll find it's not what you thought it was, and you will realize that life is actually a pilgrimage, and success is found not in the destination, but in the direction. Now, having said that, we desperately need to quantify and qualify what we mean by success. Success is way too often measured in materialistic forms. and know certainly for my generation, uh, coming from you think we, you've got austerity now, you know, you should have grown up in, in my father's generation uh, during the war and post-war period where you had a ration book and you could only buy certain things at certain times in certain measures. And there was, you know, unemployment and all those kind of things to a heavy degree. So, So to those people... You know, success was very different, but it was measured in materialistic ways. For my generation, you could summarise it as position, possessions, and power is what we were raised to look for. Now, to the present generations, the problem is that our whole concept of reality has been distorted. You see, we've now been introduced to something called reality television. Now, it's definitely TV... It's definitely TV, I can promise you that. I can also promise you it's definitely not reality. The problem is that subconsciously, as a generation, we now associate with reality with things that are not reality. Love Island is not reality about relationships. The Kardashians are not reality about how you develop your life and become meaningful in society. These are not reality, but we call them reality. And subconsciously, it has distorted our old perspective on what we believe that reality has been. See, what's an influencer? An influencer is some kid who does their hair and does their makeup and is slim and beautiful and goes on the internet and gets a million followers. And so we call them influencers. But we're not influenced by the Martin Luther Kings anymore. We're not influenced by, by, by the um, guy from South Africa. Lenson Mandela. And, and people who actually were reality and were meaningful but now we become influenced by a distorted thing so 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 it now becomes about fame fortune and facebook likes so, so our success is measured by the number of likes we have on Facebook, and, and, and the day is destroyed if somebody doesn't repost the thing that we thought was meaningful or like what it is that we did, and there's even the issue I learned from Facebook, I have to put a like even if I don't like what it is that I'm saying that I like, because if I don't like it, I'm going to upset you, because you feel I'm not reading your post and responding, so you now have no value because I didn't say I like what I didn't really like that you said that I ought lie. The whole thing has become distorted, so therefore the steps to wholeness also become distorted because we find ourselves bound in those things. You know, I, I've, I believe the greatest objective of all of us is what I call finding home. It's the place of unconditional love acceptance and belonging, and that's how you measure success when you've really found that. I I love this statement I read many years ago, and it's still applicable. I spent everything I had to climb the ladder of success, only to find I had the ladder leaning against the wrong wall. See, taking a step in itself is no guarantee of a solution, especially if that step is in the wrong direction. See, we should not assume that every step is in the right direction. When we're talking about steps, direction also matters here. So orientation is essential in establishing a right direction because heading away from something is in itself not enough. What are you heading towards becomes the question tonight. Maybe that decision will be your first step. The truth, if we uh, are willing to embrace it, is that we're all holics. May not be any of you in here tonight, or maybe just one or two are alcoholics. We've got a few shopaholics, TV-aholics, Facebook-aholics, Chocoholics... Church-aholics, religious-aholics, to some degree all of us, if we're honest, are holics in some way or another. And it's what do you thirst for that has made you a holic. And uh, what we need to become, rather than holics, is holics, H W H O. L-I-C-S, holics, rather than holics, which is where we're not looking for something beyond and outside to satisfy the inner need, which, which without doubt is always medicating. I hope you realize that, that most of what you and I do as a solution to fix who we are is simply medicating the problem and not healing it. See, Alcoholics Anonymous, I love this, is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from whatever it is. I would hope that we are, will be, and can be that as a people here at Clue, a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from whatever. With, I loved what he did about how. How do you do that? H, honesty. O, open-mindedness. W, willingness i was raised to be afraid of open mindedness because that's what any controlling situation will do because open mindedness is dangerous we don't want you to think we want to think for you and then we want you to do what we're told you to think and when you come away from that it's dangerous but the truth is the how of it has to bring into it that open mindedness that that willingness to get broader than the narrow boundaries of our own experience to break out past that but with honesty about ourselves open-mindedness towards the revelation see see if I reject God I am not being open-minded the moment I say there is no God my open-mindedness has gone down the toilet you see so so it's for all of us everywhere in that journey and then the willingness a willingness to actually give oneself to something beyond oneself. I thought it would be wise just to remind you, if you've never heard them, of the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, because these are steps, okay? Number one, we admitted we were powerless over, in this case it's alcohol, for you it's something else, might be your own lack of self-worth, your doubt, your fear, You know, your, your, your insignificance, your weight. Your, 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 your independence your, your, your lack of acceptance whatever we admitted we were powerless over and that our lives had become unmanageable two we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity I believe that that's why I'm still in ministry because I believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening, awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to holics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I think they're great. And uh, needless to say, the whole Alcoholics Anonymous thing, just like many of the beneficial things that we have been touched by in our lives, came out of, of a Christian ethic and a Christian belief system. But you see, taking steps in the right direction will not only take you to, but will take you through. And that's the issue. When you're taking these steps in the right direction, it doesn't just take you to something, it takes you through something because life goes on and like I said at the beginning, if we make it a destination rather than a direction, when we've got to what we think is the destination, that sticks us there and we get stuck there but this is a power that takes us through all of those things and I don't know but maybe what it has taken you through is actually more important than what it's taken you to. The story is not in the destination. The story is in the journey. Have you ever read a book that began, and they arrived at their destination? They were going to the Himalayas, and they arrived at the Himalayas. Where where does the bulk of the story occur? Between they were going And where they got to is the story that you are all interested in when it's somebody else's life, when it's somebody else's journey. And we think, wow, that was amazing. But the truth is, that's you. If you'll stop and reflect on it, you are that person. And the story's not in the destination. It's in the journey. It's in the steps that you take. The joy is in the journey. And the journey is engaged one step at a time. How any of us got and get anywhere is by the same thing, by putting one foot in front of the other, by one step at a time, by one choice at a time. You can look at anybody, anybody you hold, Special. You can look at the biblical story, and you have to realise that for all of it, it only got there by the same process, one step at a time, one choice at a time. It began somewhere, but that was just the beginning of a wonderful journey. Every journey that covers a thousand miles begin with one step that covers less than a yard, less than a meter. I love the song that we sang there. You don't need to attempt a leap of faith you actually just need to step on the stepping stones of truth. I like something from those 12 things. I like the, I like the how of it. I like the, I like the honesty, the open-mindedness, the, the willingness. I like the idea of the higher power. It's if you'll step on these stepping stones, then you won't need what you think is a leap of faith to get you free from where you are and where you really need to go. Every step, the truth is, is taking us somewhere. So you don't need to attempt a leap of faith, you just need to step on the stepping stones of truth. It's they that orient your journey to wholeness. Those steps of truth in that direction begin to take you to the place of wholeness. So here's my challenge to you tonight. Stop and think about the direction of the steps that you are taking and stop and think about the direction that those steps are leading you to. Because every one of those steps is taking you somewhere. And remember what we read from that amazing poem in the Psalms, which if you want to find it, is Psalms 84, and it's verse 5 through 7. And here's my amended version of that for you tonight. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, higher power, God, creator, the source of all things, who have set their hearts on making a journey because as they pass through the valley of tears of despair of disappointment they change it to a place where life springs out they go from strength to strength that's the steps I'm trying to get you on tonight they go from strength to strength until they see themselves in the place they were always meant to be one with God, the higher power in the place where life and wholeness flow. That's where these steps will take you if you'll take the first step. It starts with an honesty. It starts with an honesty that says, maybe, you know what, maybe I can't do this on my own. Maybe, maybe I need a greater openness in my heart. To pray to the one who is God to say, Will you help me as I seek to take this step in truth, to do that step successfully? because it will be like home to me. I'll find unconditional love, acceptance, and belonging. And with each one, I find love, acceptance, belonging. Love, acceptance, belonging. Until we make that journey to the place that is wholeness for all of us, where we have changed from being holics to become holics. Let's just pray for one moment. Sometimes it's good just to get beyond yourself. I I love the Alcoholics Anonymous because they realized as they began to address the issue of any holicism that something from outside of us has to be present to help us and it was that acknowledgement of God that was the beginning of the process as the honesty came. Why not ask God, the creator, the divine, the source of all things tonight, help me as I seek to take this first step from where I am so that I will be free from being a holic and make the journey to being a holic, complete in you and finding that place of home within me of unconditional love, acceptance and belonging. Amen.